Welcome to this episode of Tech Lasso. I am Christopher Hong, and today I am joined by my colleague, Mark Schwantz. Hello, everybody. We're going to introduce you to a little bit more of what Los Angeles County Office of Education does, specifically in the technology learning service department. We're going to show you the different features, the different programs, the different offerings that we do offer. And in today's case, we're bringing on a Miss Laura James. Laura James, would you be willing to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. My name is Laura James. I've been here at LACO for, gosh, I think this is my 18th year now. Prior to that, I was I taught mostly elementary school and middle school humanities for about 17 years. But I also spent some time as a technology coordinator where, because as my background, I have a master's degree in instructional technology. And so I was fortunate enough that back in the day when we were first starting with internet and stuff, I was when, was when I got my master's and was able to implement a lot of things with, with that in the classroom. Besides my educational or my career background, we were just kind of having a little chat about the Dodgers. I'm a big Dodgers fan oh, and wow. I love music and all sorts of things that just to get up and get moving and be out with people. Thank you for introducing yourself, Laura. Before we get dive too deep into this, what's the website that you support and guide and facilitate over here at the Los Angeles County Office of Education? All of our services for multimedia services can be found at media.laco.edu, and that provides information about our services. It actually has a login page that logs into our service. Very cool. Media.laco.edu. I'll add that to the show notes. Tell us, what, what is it you do here at LACO? I manage our multimedia services unit. Our multimedia services provides digital resources to schools for instructional content. We started off where we would deliver VHS tapes and DVDs. I know for some of you, VHS tapes is not something that you ever used in the classroom, but we started off with that. And actually, even before then, we did reel-to-reel tapes. That was when I was in the classroom and we they were delivered to us. So after delivery, we thought, well, let's maybe we could stream our content to schools. And so um, back in around 2005, 2006, that's when we started California Streaming with the California County EdTech Consortium. We work together to provide streaming services to schools with our digital content that we license and have grown to add other content with, by partnering with some open ed resources and even the California State Library and the databases that they serve. We include all of that and we provide that to our schools here in L.A. County and some of our neighboring counties as well. I think that this is a real pioneering effort. It's been quite an adventure moving into the streaming services, trying to stay on top of it. You know, as a classroom teacher, you just expect you go in the classroom, you turn on your device or whatever else, and you go in and you just teach and you just expect things to work. But now working on the back end of things, we have to make sure it's there and trying to keep on top of what the changes are in the web interfaces and making sure that we can provide the digital content in a way. So back when we first started, we had like MOV for Macs and the WMVs for PCs. And then we decided, well, we can MP we can do MP4s instead and just serve up one one piece of media, safe space on our server. Being in education, we don't have a ton of money, so let's conserve space. You know, and I'm just gonna bring the big name right out at the beginning, and that is Google's YouTube. But what I what I think is important is that people understand the differences between a service like a California streaming. For example, the big one is there's no advertising. Absolutely. Can you can you speak into that and maybe some of the other differences? Right. So yeah, absolutely. The advertising is huge, especially when you don't know what type of advertisement's going to come up and you're trying to teach your students. 
And now, you know, you have stuff that pops up in the middle of the video as well. So we don't have that issue. We license the videos and we, we license for downloads. So, and we provide the public performance rights. One of the big things is our content is licensed. So, you know, it's going to be there. Sometimes when you find something on Google, it might be there, but then two weeks from now, it won't be because somebody right. uploaded it illegally. And therefore you don't have, you can't depend right. on it being there. Another factor with, um, with YouTube is that sometimes people upload stuff and have edited it. I've had colleagues where one of my colleagues tells a story where she found the Magic School Bus video that she wanted to use with her students. A third of the way through, somebody had changed the language. And with her second grade students, all of a sudden, there was all this profanity being spoken. You really have to be careful what you find on YouTube because sometimes it may appear that it's what you're looking for, but somebody's edited and make, made changes. So with, with right. California streaming, we license direct from the producers. So therefore, we know what we're getting. It's vetted. We have members from our different county offices who have their different expertise in the different subject areas. They're the ones who evaluate it. And so we make sure that it's safe for students. We also have the ability to restrict titles. So if there is a title that's more appropriate for high school students, but not for elementary, we can restrict it for our elementary school students so that they don't run across it. Well, that's great. You're a member of the California County Education Technology Consortium. What does that do and how does that contribute to California streaming? The California County EdTech Consortium, we call it CCETC, because um, that can be a mouthful. We are a media licensing consortium. So we are a collaborative of 15 county offices in the state, and we work together to license the media. We have different groups that get together. And so we have a committee called the Infrastructure Committee, and we focus on, I chair, I co-chair that committee with my colleague in Merced, and we make sure our servers and our the the development and all that other stuff is taken care of. We have a content committee and they look at where our gaps are in the collection, what new things are coming out in the standards, what content people are needing because there's these new initiatives coming out. And they look to make sure and they check the collection to see if we have things in that or if we are going to need to get it. And therefore, when we do our annual evaluations, we start in October, November to start identifying content. And in January, we have a whole three days of just evaluating content based on ed code, based on state standards, based on these gaps in the collection or the needs of our California educators. And we evaluate that content, we score it so that then we can go through and license it for California streaming. We have different county offices take the responsibility for digitizing the content. We also then have folks who make sure that the standards are aligned correctly, that we have video segmented in the right spots and titled. So it's it's like the, we are the company behind California streaming. And it's it's a nice way of working because we all have our different strengths and we can build on each other's strengths. It's, it's a lot of collaboration from what I'm hearing. It's not just you, Miss Laura James, collaborative across the state of California. Absolutely. Yeah. We, 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 we make sure like when we watch a video for evaluation, there are some times we see something that's really great and wonderful. And then we have to ask ourselves the question, can this be used in education? If it's a 90-minute documentary, can it be used? And can it be used effectively? Can we segment it into chunks that make it usable? Sometimes those documentaries will loop around where you can't find 
those nuggets where you can break it out. And then if we, and if we can't, no matter how wonderful the video is, we have to pass on it. There are times when we've found wonderful content, well-produced, and we're so enraptured by it. We're like, oh my gosh, this is such a great video as an adult to watch. But then we have to ask ourselves a question is like, where are the standards in this? Oh, the standards in this are fourth grade. Uh, this isn't going to work for fourth grade because of the way it was produced or the language that was used. There may be some things in there that are a little more, mm, how do you say, I won't say suggestive, but but the language of it, maybe the way it's presented is not done in a way that can be used in the lower grades. So we have to factor all of those things in. And then we also look to, do we already have stuff in the system that is just as good? because we don't have infinite resources. We're not a huge company that's out there and can just go out and acquire everything and anything under the sun. So we really have to make sure that what we get really fits what our teachers want and what they need. So it, it, is, it is very tough sometimes to, to go through that process, but it's really important or else we, we don't have content that's, that's usable. You're, you're looking for the biggest bang for your buck, especially in education with such a finite budget. And then you're making sure it's something we can use, which I think is phenomenal. I know as a classroom teacher, just sitting in front of a computer and looking up YouTube videos after YouTube videos, that takes a lot of time. Whereas yours is already curated in those. I know what standards are being met. I know how to address it and I know how to implement it into a lesson based on the standards being linked. And the standards are actually, we tag them with the standards. So someone could actually filter, they could do a search and then filter by the standards. We, we feel it's really important to make sure that the content that we license as a consortium has those standards alignment in it because we know how important that is to save time. Besides going outside of the video realm, like I mentioned, we have the California State Library databases. ProQuest has six different databases. We, with one of their databases, I believe it was eLibrary, when we spoke with them, they had 8 million items in their database. We made the decision that we could not put 8 million items into our search because one, it would slow the search, but two, who's going to want to filter through 8 million things? And some of those things are more geared towards one area of instruction and not the other. So we had to make that decision that we need to keep our numbers smaller because otherwise it, it increases the time that somebody has to search for something. And and we were we really wanted to make sure that we maximize people's time because that is the one thing you can't get back as a teacher. And it's so precious. And to make sure that teachers are able to find the content that they need in one place quickly was very important to us. Could you share some of the advantages of utilizing California Stream or the multimedia services? The advantage of having your own account with California Streaming or in multimedia services is no matter, no matter whether you have the account or not, you don't have the, the advertisements or anything. But when you have your own account, you're able to create your own personal playlist and or resource list of things that you want to use in a particular unit. So let's say that you're teaching about the civil rights movement and you find resources or you find a really great video that gives you some of the perspectives of different individuals in the civil rights movement. So you want to save that. So you can create a playlist and put that in there. State library content, let's say that you find a really wonderful article in Britannica to supplement it. You can add that to your playlist as well. So you can create a playlist that's your own and save it to your account. 
you can also then choose to share that playlist with your school so that the students in your school or the other teachers in your school can have access to it. The biggest advantage of having your own account is that ability to save things and be able to access them later. So next year, when you go to teach your civil rights unit again, you're not having to search for all that stuff again. You're able to just grab it because you already have that resource list and you can even share it with your students. Can I, as a teacher, uh, upload videos? No, we, we want to be good at what we do, which is licensing content and finding the best content that teachers need, students need, and have that available. The only thing that we do where we bring in content is our photo contest. We have an annual photo contest where teachers can submit student photos every, for, based on a theme and each spring in March. Are the accounts like with individual teachers or would they be like a school-based account? For, for our members, we give every teacher their own account. Students, we, get, we create one account that is shared by the whole school. So it makes it easy so that no one's having to manage a student, manage student accounts. They just have one. They can log in whether they're at school or they're at home. The one really wonderful thing with being able to log in from home is that you still can access the California State Library databases. And then in terms of like professional development and support for teachers, what's, what's involved with that? Included in our services are professional development. So we will go out and do a workshop with the school, whatever it is that they need. We can do the basics of here's, here's California streaming, here's how you log in, here's how you search, stream, download, whatever. We can do the basics. But if a school's been with us for a few years, they don't need the basics. Sometimes they need integration. So they're like, they, they may say, you know, we just implemented Edpuzzle and we want to know how can we work this with Edpuzzle. And so maybe then I'll, I'll talk to the school and we'll go back and forth and we'll figure out a way we can help implement that. Some years ago when teachers were just getting into smart boards, we did a lot of smart board training, but how do you embed the videos into the into their presentation so that they would show up in their, on their smart boards? So we try to make sure that whatever training we do helps the schools to implement the resources. In addition, if teachers need help, they can always call and schedule. I, I have off online office hours. They okay. can always call up and schedule, or actually, I just have a link that goes to a page that they can see what my, my availability is, and they can sign up if they just need 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or if they want to do a small group for an hour, we can schedule that as well. How can I, how can I try this? How can I get started? If you're really interested in finding out more, you can go to our website at media.laco.edu, and there is a contact page. You could always call us, too, at 562 922-6107 if you have questions and we can answer those questions as well. We're more than happy to give you a, give you a trial if you want to try things out. I can even come out and do a, a demonstration at the site for the principal or the leadership team so that they can take a look because sometimes seeing it is, is a, you know, presented by somebody helps as well. What kind of things are you looking forward to? I think, you know, in terms of the development, we are always looking to expand the, the resources that we offer. The State Library added some data, databases, I want to say last year. So because we had just switched to adding the features into California streaming, our focus was taking what we had 
and putting it in there. Now, hopefully next year, we'll be able to focus on bringing in Gale, the Gale databases, which is National Geographic. And there's another science one that they have. There's three different databases from Gales. And there's a PBS learning media, I believe, as well. So we're going to be working to try to bring those other databases in. We're always looking to bring the content in that teachers say, hey, this is really, really good stuff and it fits an area of need. If we know like like that there's some math and science content that teachers need, because a lot of times like we have a lot of the Library of Congress, Docs Teach, Smithsonian Learning Lab, which are those are more history. If we can find some good science or math content, we're always looking for those things. In terms of actually the development on the site, we've just been working to bring in the content these this last year, and that's what we'll focus on next year. And then making sure, because when we added, basically we added a half a million more assets to our search. And so we wanted to make sure, so we had to optimize the search to make sure that it performed well so that you didn't type in a word and then sit and wait five, six, seven, eight, ten seconds for a response. So, you know, may always making sure that the speed is there and that we're optimizing for that and, and just adding more content. So if people have suggestions, we are more than happy to to take those suggestions on content. Well, that's great. I was just going to ask that about whether or not I can suggest something. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. One year we had teacher, we had a teacher, they, they were really interested in the horrible history series. Luckily, we had a relationship. We already had an agreement with the company that produced it, Scholastic Weston Woods. And we were just able to reach out to their rep and say, hey, we've got teachers asking about this. What are the chances we can get that? We had that in the system within a month. Thank you so much for coming on today, Ms. Laura James. Appreciate you sharing your insight. And I look forward to having you back on in the near future. Thanks for having me. This was really a lot of fun, guys. Thank you, Laura. It's been great. The Tech Lasso podcast is produced by the ITO coordinator team. We are part of the Technology Learning and Support Services Department at the Los Angeles County Office of Education. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. And use our response form to be considered for inclusion in future episodes. Let us know what you're thinking. Also, share your thoughts via Twitter at LACO underscore ITO and on Facebook at LACO ITO. Follow us on LinkedIn at LACO ITO. Thank you. <laughs>